Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. They say... I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. His brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that doesn't always talk about ghosts, but when we do, they're usually out for revenge. This is Hysteria 51. Everything is better when revenge is the goal. That's just common sense. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not how the world works. Then I'm pretty sure you have not been paying attention to the world. <laughs> you, uh, you might have me there. Revenge is a dish best served cold. With a side of cheese muffins. Now, you don't say. I just did. All right. Broadcasting from the Lower Fourth Dimension, also known as Chicago. I'm your host and lead bot wrangler this week. My name is Brent Hand. John is still out with his new baby girl. Him and his wife just uh, welcomed Elwin into the world. So if you guys are on Hysteria Nation on Facebook or Twitter or anywhere, make sure you tell him congratulations. Uh, Mr. Revenge, as you heard a minute ago, is Seabot, a robot I built to, well, Try to help with the show, and instead he just drinks and plans his never-to-happen world domination. You will be one of the first to die. Oh, nice. I'll, I'll make sure to update my resume with that later. The other uh, cheese muffin obsessed robot is Kyle Seabot's creation. I, I'm not really sure what he does, but he doesn't bug me near as much as Seabot, so there, there is that. You just moved up to very first to die. Oh, good. Anyway, this week I had the pleasure of watching a new movie about a vengeful spirit. Like Bot Booze. Not that type of spirit. I like where your head's at, but not that type of spirit. So this week I just had the pleasure of watching a new movie that's coming out very soon. It's called Double Walker. It's a very serious, uh, suspenseful, horror, thriller type movie. It's uh, a little girl's found dead on Christmas Day in a small Midwestern town. That same night... A mysterious young woman moves to town who is revealed to be none other than the ghost of the little girl who has aged a few years, and she's determined to piece together the vague memories of her own demise and get revenge, as as spirits are known to do. The ghost, though, what sets this one apart and made this movie so fun, it's given a choice. Live one last day as a human or forever as a ghost. And that is... Really a hell of a question, one that I'm going to talk to our guests about and see where their heads at. I'd love to hear where your guys' heads are because that's just a, it's an interesting take on on eternity, I guess. 
And I'd love to know which would you choose. And so we have two people joining us today. We have Colin West. He was the director, co-writer, along with Sylvie Mix. She also was the co-writer, and she is the star of the show. And uh, Wes asked us to contemplate that very question uh, in his movie, likely in the moment most of us wouldn't want to die, I think, is is probably where most people's heads at if you were given something like that. But the the prospect of living forever is is not always appealing or appetizing when loneliness and monotony and it's almost like a life of voyeurism if you're just there to watch and you can't interact or at least not for the for this ghost as we see through her eyes um and what that choice that she makes actually means for her a little bit more on the plot of the movie so a young ghost and like i said it's produced producer and co-writer sylvie mix she haunts her her uh, midwestern town trying to piece together the the what happened to her through these horrific flashes or of memories of what happened from her past. And one by one, she kills the men she believes were responsible for her death. And in doing so, she kind of gets derailed for a while because she meets this guy named Jack and he's like, he owns this movie theater and he kind of inadvertently intercepts her as she's stalking one of her, one of her victims. And he gives her a glimpse of what a normal life would be. And she has to struggle with, her desire to avenge her own murder or to go on with life, you know, normal, so to speak. I get that. The urge to murder is always enticing. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I'm also not surprised by that statement. So we're going to go to break. And when I come back, Colin West, like I said, the director, co-writer, and uh, Sylvie Mix, she was the producer, the co-writer, and the star. They're going to join me to talk Double Walker, and I'm going to get their opinions on what they would choose if they were given the choice of eternity and hear about what it's like to make a, a sensual ghost movie like this. That's all coming up after the break on Hysteria 51. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone, they're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm -hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. 
So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. A today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Welcome back in nation and welcome. Help me welcome. We have Sylvie Mix and Colin West, as I promised, joining us. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brad. Hey, thank you so much. It's always fun when people send me movies and I saw ghosts and I was like, oh my God, I have to do this. You guys knocked out of a park with with something very unique. And that was, I mean, it, it was so it was such a fun story. Pretty weird, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> before we we tackle that, tell everyone about yourselves. Give us your your elevator pitch if you guys want to for yourselves. What what got you into movies? What brought you here? That sort of thing. You first, Colin. <laughs> oh man. Okay. You get to be I'll, the guinea pig. I'll make it quick. So I got into filmmaking because um, I didn't make the soccer team. That's how I always like to say it. Because in, in high school, I all my friends made the soccer team and I didn't. And I'll so, show them. Uh, my mom was like, <laughs> I'll you go, to go to the library. <laughs> I'll go to Hollywood. I'll drop out of high school and go to Hollywood. I, um, so, and my mom was like, you should go to the library and get some books. And I went to the library uh, and got a whole bunch of movies instead. And um, sort of over the course of that summer, ended up going back to the library constantly and getting a billion movies and um, kind of falling in love with film. And uh, the one that kind of pushed me over the edge was the movie Pie, Darren Aronofsky's first movie, Black and White. And this was in like the year 1999. And so I ended up, um, I actually, it was before he'd released Requiem for a Dream. And so I emailed I emailed him. I found him on his, he had a website, like a personal website with his email address on it. And I emailed him. Uh, this is before anyone knew who he was. And I was like, Hey, I like your movie. I want to make movies. And, um, and he wrote me back and was like, uh, Oh, cool, man. Like you should try to, you know, write something, blah, blah, blah. And I ended up writing my first screenplay when I was 16 and it was basically just a rip off of pie. But from there I ended up, you know, like, uh, getting into it through getting into film, like, and, you know, with all my high school, like new high school AV club kid friends and, um, kind of went from there. And then now we're here. I don't know how many years later, 20 years later. We don't talk about how long that's been. I was already in college back then, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I, lo- I love that, like, I didn't make the team, so I'm going to go the drastic other direction. Uh, <laughs> and right. Right. I, I, you're right too back in the day everyone had their own websites it was probably like an angel fire site with yellow fonts and a black an background you know? yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly. you know 
<laughs> Sylvie, what about you? Born and raised in Columbus. I My mom was going to art school while I was growing up real little, and she was there for six years, so it was a pretty like integral part of my growing up. And um, so I was an art kid already, and then had no idea what the fuck I was going to do. Tried a semester at art school, was like, what? <laughs> fucking sucked and then came back and was working full-time cleaning houses and shit and um yeah and then I actually did a a shore with Colin who came to Columbus to do it just like real quick it was my mom and I actually um shot with Colin and then uh and that was super fun and kind of my first like film acting experience um very casual and then I actually Loose Films reached out to me, um, and uh, they're the production company that did Poser, which is the movie that I was in right before Double Walker. And um, yeah, they asked me to send in the tape, and I had never done it before. And I was like, "Well, got nothing to lose." But right. yes, I did, and they were like, "They were like, oh, we love it. Um, this character is kind of like Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler, if you're into that." And I was like, "I'm so." I get to play a psychopath and yeah I was over the moon about it um so I did my first day of shooting with them like a 12-hour day and that was for like the teaser proposer because they were trying to get funding and then I just had so much fun and I loved being on set and like seeing everyone you know how everyone fit into the machine that like was this incredible collaborative feat that makes a movie you know it's um it was so fucking cool I've been in one movie and we, I was in it for like three minutes and we, we filmed in a, in a theater and you don't realize it, the equipment kept turning on the air conditioning. So they had to like stop and reset and turn off the air. And it, they, it was at night and they couldn't, and you don't realize like that three minutes was like 16 overnight, yeah. way yeah. too long, <laughs> you know? And then at the end, like, we think we got it. We might have to come back. We'll let you know. And I'm in full makeup and everything. I'm like, Oh my God, you guys really work. It is a lot of work. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Er, actually early on in my, uh, it, actually I was, I was in high school and I played an extra in Kristen Stewart's one of her first movies. Uh, and, and so I was like one of her classmates and I remember going and it was like the first real film set I'd ever been on. And I was like, this is so fucking boring. I'm like, yeah. there's like, this is like, I hate this. It like made me not want to make movies because when I made movies with my friends, it was like just running around and like shooting whatever we wanted on our little yeah. HD cams. And then this, I'm like, what are they taking 30 minutes to set up a shot for? Like, that's ridiculous. I, I remember when they were, and this was still on real film and they're, they're changing the film and they put like the camera in the bag and yeah. they got the guy and he's doing it in the dark and everything. And you're like, Oh my gosh. And then like, I'm talking to the guy. He's like, if he messes up, everything you've done is gone. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> you know, it's just such a, now that's a little bit different, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you guys wrote this. You guys wrote this. It's a very dark story. What what brought you to like this this whole dark world, this dark story? Like, what was the 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 antithesis or or however you want to call it? Well, uh, it started with I was um, had just come out of a, an abusive relationship, and um, Colin and I both have sort of family histories of of domestic abuse, um, and so but basically sort of post this relationship, I was processing and dealing with some anger. And so I started developing this idea for a, um, a graphic novel about a female serial killer. Cause I just wanted to 
fuck shit up. And so um, I started doing these character designs. And then when Colin came to Columbus for us to do that short, um, I like briefly told him about this idea and he was like, huh, seems like it could kind of be a cool movie idea. And I was like, yeah, you know, didn't really think much more of it. And then um, like a few months later, he hit me up and was like, I kind of think we should do something with this. Like, what do you think? And so we just, we started FaceTiming like once a week and had these like three to five hour, just like epic conversations that were really just like more exploring themes and like really just talking about experiences we have had and stories that were inspiring to us and stuff. And um, yeah, and Colin had also been working on a graphic novel. And so it just sort of like really, it was so organic and yeah, yeah I mean, Colin, you, yeah, I mean, the- it was, well, it was very like, it was very organic Brent, like in the way that it all came together and that like, we didn't quite know what the story was. I mean, as we were like developing, I mean, it was sort of, it was, it, we tried to start with theme and like what we were interested in, what we wanted to say, and then like branch out to like, how do we say that? And it became pretty clear, pretty quick that like genre was the way to do it. And like sort of getting in with this ghost story idea, um, in the way that like girl who walks home alone at night does, or, you know, like, um, or a ghost story, you know, these kind of, um, things. And so, um, we sort of started to construct it that way and, and it never really actually became a script. Like it, it's really just like, it was a, it was basically like a 50 page novella um, that didn't have any dialogue. It was very descriptive. It was very kind of like cerebral kind of, you know, um, in the way that it was written. And so that's kind of how it, uh, I don't know how the, how the writing process went for us. I mean, um, mm. we were doing a lot of writing the whole time. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> on set, we were doing a lot of writing in the edit. We were doing a lot of writing. Um, so it was, uh, it was very organic. It's a it's a, yeah. a great, interesting story. And you, you see, I mean, you like you said, you see abuse, you see sexual exploitation, things like that, and then the revenge. And it's nice to see the revenge coming from the side of like the woman's view. And we're in a time now where you can tell a story like that. Instead of 30, 40 years ago, you could have a movie like um Death Wish come out where someone has a a, a rape and the and the guy comes and, and goes to murder and it's great, but then you have a movie like I Spit on Your Grave where the woman does a vengeance and they ban it and make it illegal to watch it. You know, it's amazing that we can even be in a society now where we can watch you do this and and rooting for vengeance from the woman yeah. and not people going like, Well, that's a girl, not a guy, so I can't I I don't want anyone to see that. <laughs> you know, it's I think it's yeah. kind of a comment on society a little bit. Yeah, I mean we were definitely very like uh cautious and aware and intentional about like not not making it like a revenge porn Mm -hmm. thing you know because that has been done and it's like which i mean of course at this point everything's been done but like but um yeah really wanted to keep away from like the sort of sexy revenge vibes not the uh, not an exploitation piece kind of thing right well i think it was about like showing all sides yeah and like yeah one wanted people to be able to yeah take it seriously in a different kind of way yeah um and you know uh, people have definitely like brought up the nudity factor as well but i think like because um you know ghost is basically a a child's mind projected into a woman's body. We were also very intentional about the way we use nudity and like, you know, showing, I don't know, trying to work around the sort of black and white view of 
nudity, which is really just sexuality or vulnerability and, and playing with that. And um, yeah, kind of goes off. I I think it was important to the story too, because of the people you were dealing with, with the, right. It it, it fed into that. It it didn't seem like you're, you're trying to make it gratuitous in any way, you know? Um, Well, and the other thing talking about that too, is, your role didn't have a ton of dialogue and it's relying on your right. actions, your body language, your expressions. How did you tackle that? Was that what, I mean, obviously it was on purpose to have it very limited dialogue, but how was that filming and how's that process? And then the editing process on top of it and directing it, it's gotta be, I don't want to say nightmare, but challenging to, to, to get your, <laughs> your vision to come through, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, um, <clears throat> I don't know. It for me, it wasn't that difficult because it was sort of a position like I've I've experienced, which is just sort of this observational kind of stewing on feelings, um, which is sort of what I brought to it. I mean, Colin, yeah, I, you could speak on directing because I know you know directing a character without dialogue is sort of a different experience yeah i mean i think that like the experience of like uh having a film that's that's way more like tonal than than um than dialogue like spoken like dialogue driven um led to like it it's just and it it's it's pure like visual storytelling um which is really exciting for me like and i think uh, like as a director um because you can sort of like use cinema as the way to speak like as the language um and i think cinema has a lot more to offer than just dialogue i mean there's there's like i'm i've i've tried to think about like how could this like could this be a could it be like a book could it be like something else and i i think it'd be really hard to make this like you know, to translate this or adapt this into not some visually, other medium. Not, not, yeah, not a, yeah. Yeah. It's like so purely like visuals and sound. I think the sound is like a whole nother category we can talk about, but like, um, you know, like that score, like Mark Hadley's score, but um, how it all kind of like threads together. Yeah. It's in, in the editing process. I mean, it, there was a whole lot of writing done in the editing process. It was like, Oh, how do we thread in this dream and not give too much away? And then sort of like, keep the reveals, you know, in the right, in the right way, in the right order that, that really was the most effective. Um, and I think that was like fun. It made the edit, like, honestly, like a lot of, a lot of fun. It was very exploratory, you know? And, well, and, and in talking about editing too, is it hard to, cause I have no grasp on how that, that aspect goes, keeping a tone and a tense tone. Cause this is very suspenseful. It's the whole thing. And you're telling a story through flashbacks and you're, you're revealing it. How is that? Did you have like the whole thing storyboarded? Because you said you, you were you were writing it as you go, or like how much changes did you make during that whole editing process to keep it <laughs> moving and suspenseful and also fleshed out the way it was? There were so many versions, Brent. I mean, mm-hmm. so like Kira Burton uh, was our editor on this film, and she's incredible. Um, and I, I can't even tell you how many like charts and like spreadsheets of like what order these things could be in or like you know the the fact that there's very little dialogue means like 
when there is dialogue, it's incredibly important. Yeah. And like, and, and so like sort of threading in like when to say what, and a lot of stuff is even repeated, you know, multiple times. So um, well, I know the first time she spoke, I'm like, Oh, she does speak. You yeah. Know? Cause yeah, it was, exactly. it was in far <laughs> enough to where I'm like, Oh, okay. I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like 30 minutes in before she says anything. And yeah. the first thing she says is thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says it to the, to the guy, yeah. you know? Um, and then you're like, oh, that's the voice we've been hearing talking about the dream, you know, um, and it's sort of that's the way that the film really gets pieced together is and, and in that way, like the editing process was tough because you always had to put yourself back in like, OK, what as an audience member, what have we seen up to this point? Um, and like and and so that's really important. But it's it's hard to do that sort of objectively, um, you know, as a as a filmmaker, because we've seen the story a thousand times. You yeah, know, we know what we have. So it's. um. It's, it's sometimes hard to put yourself in the audience's shoes, but we tried. I get it. Because of this, you know, you put this into a ghost story and it, do you guys have experience? Is it, are you a fan of that genre? Are you the people that just watch ghost hunters or you think it's all silly or, or, or do you delve into that uh, in your, your personal lives too? Like, is it, if, have you had an experience or this was just a way to tell your story? We're total believers. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, we were shooting in a haunted house. Yeah. Very haunted. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> shooting and living there. So the main um, house in the film was, was uh, my friend David's house and nobody had lived there for a few years. And um, when David and his wife, Alyssa lived there, uh, Alyssa experienced many, many uh, had many, many encounters in that house, we'll say. And, um, and only ghost encounters I've ever had are in that house. Wow. And, and I, I was not a believer until literally like being in that house and making me a believer because I lived there alone for the first month before we started shooting there. You're like, this thing's just writing itself. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Honestly, I had to live, I had to sleep on the floor in the living room because all the bedrooms upstairs were just like freaky. Um, wow, our yeah. editor who was living there, <laughs> Kira, who we just talked about, she had multiple experiences during the shoot. Um, and was like not sleeping at night. It was very, very um, difficult. But um, the house was haunted by a woman named Catherine. Uh, it was the woman who passed away in the house up in the attic. Uh, in two th- like, we think it was about 2009. Um, so it, it was very real. And it, it very much affected the day-to-day of the set, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, even knowing that you're in a place like that, tell a little side story, but we, so we, we just got a uh, little side story to me. We just got new furniture and my neighbor's like, you're not leaving, moving, are you? We were moving stuff out. We're like, oh no, we're not. And they're like, oh, well, we really like that you're living here. Especially since the last people with the death, I'm like, what? And they're like, oh yeah, <laughs> guy died in your attic and the other person died in the basement. We're like, we had no idea. I mean, my yeah. wife and I, we've lived here for like 10 years. We're like, oh yeah, you didn't know that. I'm like, that's fun to know now. Yeah. I'm yeah, going exactly. back inside. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> Man, that's rough. Although I did, I just saw um, last night in Soho. Uh, uh, last night, actually, and um, there's a line in the movie because she's like, "Oh, did somebody die in this room?" As she moves into this room, and the woman, like the the housekeeper, is like, "Everybody's there's there's been somebody who's died in every room in London." You know, like it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, yes, of course, somebody's died here. Everybody, you know what I mean? It's like. It's, it's easier to find out. Yeah, yeah. Try finding one when one has it. That's more. That's going to be. Yeah, tricky. exactly. Exactly. That's the scary part. Yeah. If our listeners like this and they want to like delve into your guys, other works, your backstory, where would you tell them to go? What's the, what's the other stuff they should look into? And then on top of that, what do you got coming out? What What's on the, the, 
the irons in the fire, so to speak. That's you, Colin. <laughs> All right, I'll start. Sure. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think if they, if people want to check out some previous work, um, they can go on my website. I've got some links up there. Um, it's colinwestm.com. And I have another movie that is shot and edited and done, and we're just sort of waiting on its, on its premiere, a uh, festival premiere. It's called Linoleum. And uh, so that's kind of that's kind of the next film in the works. And now I'm writing a few other things uh, as we speak and um, seeing how it all comes together. It's so funny how long this film process takes. I mean, we shot we shot Devil Walker, uh, you know, around Christmas time of 2019. So right before the lockdown. Um, and uh, yeah, what a yeah. great time to be putting a movie out. It's so easy for yeah. you. <laughs> uh, what about you, Sylvie? Uh, well, I. The only other thing under my belt right now, as far as film, is um, Poser, uh, which will be, as of right now, coming out spring 2022. Um, That's all I know. (laughs) And uh, other than that, I, I hesitate to say what's next because... I kind of know, but I don't really know. No, so, I, I hear you. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, especially in projects, it's hurry up and wait and we'll see. And then you don't hear about it forever. And then you do, or you don't, I been through it all. I hear you. Yeah. Sylvie's <laughs> also being very modest because she is a total rock star and is getting a whole bunch of awesome opportunities. That's so. awesome. Well, and, and this is coming out in a uh, very few weeks and I'm sure it's going to open up more doors for both of you. That's awesome. Now Thanks, I do, Brad. I got a real quick, important question for you though. So one of the questions that the whole question of this was when you died, when your character died, you get a choice is you get to come back for one day as a human or live forever as a ghost. The only people that could see you, what was it? Sinners and believers. What's uh-huh. your, what do you pick? What do you pick? You die right now. So you don't have some grandiose thing, but you die right now. Where's your head at? What are you picking? Yeah. I mean, I'm picking one day as a human. And I, I only say that because the dream in the movie is based on a real dream that I had when I was 17, where I was 18 in the dream and I died and the figures came and picked me up and gave me this choice, the whole thing. Um, and I chose to be a ghost and I literally had to watch all the people I knew and loved grow old and forget about me and die. And it, fucking sucked so <laughs> i think i got a pretty good idea of what it'd be like and i feel pretty confident saying i'd choose one last day <laughs> i gotta say real quick on what you said when in the the dream sequence when they um you're given the choice and they have the three i love the the outfits the costumes of the the three right there and you couldn't make out what they look like and the hats with the the stuff it was just a, the costuming was great it was a it was a really fun scene to to, to watch yeah that was tina matthews who did that yeah. and she she also um she was the character as well and so we ended up you know repeating mm-hmm. repeating her but it was all the same person mm-hmm. that we kind of digitally comped the three of them um, but yeah, brilliant, brilliant stuff. And that was kind of based around, yeah. uh, uh, partially based around these costumes from, um, a phantom care from phantom carriage, the 1924, I think uh, silent film. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so that, that I agree. I love right. that part too. I think that was, that was yeah. very stunning. I'm, I'm um, putting you on the spot, Colin. I gotta know. All right. All right. Where I'm you, doing it. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> You're not getting out um, that easy. I, I think like, I think the, I think there's kind of a lesson in the movie that, 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 that goes towards, you know, 
um, being a human for one more day. I mean, yeah. look, like I think if it was like, I think if I hadn't seen and made this movie, I would pretty immediately want to go towards like, oh, I want to live forever. Yeah, give me that choice. I'm hanging sure. with the sinners. <laughs> but, like, yeah, yeah. But uh, but man, I think like if I were to choose that, I would I would probably regret it long term. You know, like I think a lot of like vampires, right? That's kind of a lot of the vampire yeah. stories are like, you know, how it's it's maybe not the best thing to to live forever. It gives you no motivation. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd have to say one more day. De- what about you, Brent? What do you got? Man, I, I, you know, I literally kind of <laughs> took what I was thinking about. If I hadn't watched this movie, it'd have been like, come on now. You know, I know I want to be able to mess around <laughs> and stuff, but then you see it. And what you just said too, is like, you see all these people get older and no one remembers you. That's the thing right. is, is, and everyone else goes on. And then you got to watch these people make the decisions that you're not a part of. That's, that's a heavy, you know, heavy. crown to bear. You know, that's, that's, um, I, and, you know, yeah. I'm sure if you had one day, you know, at the end of that day, you'd been like, I didn't do it right. You know, there's always regret, but um, it's yeah. a lot easier to have that regret end after one day than live with it forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I am selfish, so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, yep. yeah, it's just a, it's a fun. It, it was a really interesting take on make a choice and see where it leads you. And then you're going to deal with the ramifications of your choice and i i think that was that's a that's a, a good lesson for people to, to look at and it's one of those movies where you can come out and then have that conversation of what would you choose what would you have done it's fun anytime you can watch something or read something or 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 take in something like that and then have a discussion afterwards and 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 yeah. like, why well, would have done this or that or i disagree or whatever so that's always fun it's certainly yeah. it's certainly meant to spark conversation you know i think that that you know because we are showing all sides it's not it's not overly opinionated. In that mm-hmm. way, so. Yeah. Well, I, I hope everyone goes out and watches this. It's fantastic. And uh, we're going to have links to the movie there, everything coming up in the show notes. So guys, make sure you check that out. Colin, Sylvie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for, uh, Brent, thank you so yeah, much. yeah. You, making, <laughs> making me think about death. So thanks, I guess, you know, (laughs) (laughs) no, it's, it's fantastic. And you know what I'm going to tell people is our listeners, hopefully when we post on, on our links, let us know what you had done. Let us know what's your choice. Do you want to, you want to have one more day in out and done, or do you want to live forever and be that spooky ghost hanging with the sinners? So let us know (laughs) guys. Thank you so much. And we will be right back with more hysteria. 51. nation welcome back huge thank you once again to colin and sylvie for joining us and talking about what it's like to make a movie what it's like to live in a haunted house that was a a a fun little i mean fun for us i'm not sure how fun it was for them but an awesome little uh tidbit it is always interesting to hear about people that 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 are living these creative lives like that they're making movies out there doing things like that and how much work it is how difficult it is and it is a lot of fun and it is a fantastic movie and hope you guys are going to check it out. It's available in theaters and on demand November 12th, 2021. So coming out at time of recording very soon. Hopefully you guys are going to check it out. I would really love to hear uh, if you guys hop onto Facebook, hop onto Twitter, your idea of that choice and what you would want to do and why not just here's what I want to do. Why would you do it? I think that would be interesting to hear everyone's opinions and 
There's no wrong answer. It's what you want. There are always wrong answers. I know. I know that's how you live your life. Anyone who disagrees with you, they're wrong. Exactly. Uh, speaking of ghost movies, do you have a, a, a favorite ghost movie, Seabat, or or spirit or anything? I guess, but I'm more into your comedic scary movies than the way too serious stuff. Oh, okay. Well, I get that. Like, I loved Ghostbusters and what else? House. You know, those kind of scary movies. Like, what's your favorite paranormal comedy? The Exorcist. Of course. Of course. That. <sighs> I walked right into that. Anyway, Nation, make sure you check the show notes. Get links to this because it's a lot of fun. And while you're jumping on things, jump on Facebook. Just search Hysteria Nation. That is our Facebook discussion group. You can talk about this, anything you want, craziness, aliens, ghosts, throw your favorite memes up there, have some fun. And while you're jumping on Facebook, also go to facebook.com slash hysteria51pod. That's our regular page, Patreon, patreon.com slash hysteria51. You can find Up All Nights, Mad Blurry Hysterias, lots of radio dramas, weekly random photos from the past of the show, all sorts of fun. Want to hear yourself on the show? Leave us a voicemail, 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. If you forget any of this, hysteria51.com or gofopedia.com, G-O-F-O-P-E-D-I-A.com. Speaking of gofo, he'll be back here very shortly. And uh, like I said, hop on Facebook, hop on wherever social media Give him a shout out. Let him know that you're thinking about him and his new baby girl. Tell a friend about the show. Tell an enemy about the show. Tell your mom about the show. She might love it. She might hate it. That's okay. And once again, huge thank you again to Colin and Sylvie for joining us. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been the one and only Kyle. And he's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.